Don't I make it look easy, baby? When I do what I do, don't I make it look easy, baby? Yeah. Well, I'm fooling you. I'm fooling you. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to uh, this uh, wonderful episode of School's Out for Summer. You know, uh, the faculty. Uh, is a one of the classic movies, and for it being in '98, I really loved the graphics. I thought it was really good. But I hope you guys are having a wonderful Sabbath for all you Latter Day Saints out there who are listening to General Conference. Uh, I hope you guys are gonna enjoy it and get the uplifting that you are looking for. Uh, for everybody who's like, uh, we're not Latter Day Saints. Why are you, like why are you saying all this stuff? I'm like, well, I just hope you have a wonderful sabbath day as well hope you guys are resting and enjoying this i am just really excited to be doing this over and over again and I, the song stuck in my head was uh for megan trainer the don't it make it look easy uh because i just wanted to hand out that you know doing all this uh content creating and all that stuff it's really hard and for everybody who who takes their time to do it and to be able to do this to, to entertain people and to bring out their passions that they enjoy well we we do it out of love we do it out of enjoyment for ourselves and then we just do it so that way you guys also are entertained so i just wanted to reach that out and say thank you everybody who's actually listening and thank you for taking your time and enjoying uh, all the content that I'm providing when it comes to getting uh, these discussions of horror films and all the movies that could really frighten you, but in reality they're not, right? Because we we just went through the last the last four movies that were not frightening at all, uh, and uh, not the last. Uh, well, Willie's Wonderland was pretty good, uh, but the leprechaun movie is what i'm referring to that had no scare tactic at all didn't really frighten anybody um hopefully it didn't frighten anybody if it did maybe you were watching it you were too young <laughs> but even my daughter uh who's seven about to be eight she she looked at it and she's like why is he supposed to be like is this supposed to be a scary movie and i'm like uh yeah and i paused it because i don't want her to see anything scary um, but she like was like snuck up and watching it a little bit and she was like, this is not scary at all, puppy. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not. If, if a seven year old is telling me it's not scary, it's not. And trust me, she's, you know, she's gotten scared, uh, from other stuff that, that we, uh, accidentally didn't, I didn't accidentally have her watch, but she like came in and was like, oh my gosh, you know, like when we were watching, uh, a silent place and, uh, she came in almost at the beginning, uh, where, uh, spoilers alert if you haven't seen it yet, but when the kid turns on the rocket launcher, the toy, and then he's running to, to get the, to, to, to save the boy from these creatures. And then all of a sudden, boom, he gets taken away from us. Um, that freaked her out. Cause she came in like my wife and I, when we want to watch scary movies or when I like or want to watch scary movies and I, try to get my wife to watch it with me i have to do it during the day and so we were in our room we were just kind of watching it my daughter was playing in her you know doing all the stuff and all of a sudden she came up to see where we were and then she looked at the screen right when it happened freaked her out uh <laughs> i didn't help any better because i was just like see well that's what happens when you you know when you make a lot of noise <laughs> 
I didn't help out. I've, I've been doing a lot better at parenting. Uh, it's, <laughs> I, I, I have such a unorthodox way to parent, but, um, but yeah, so I try. I try not to avoid from for them to watch any of those scary movies. But um, she snuck in, was watching that a little bit, and she was she was just like, "This is not scary at all." I'm like, "Yeah, it's not." And we discussed it in the last in the in the two double features uh, regarding Leprechaun. It wasn't scary. However, uh, now we're getting into the parts where there are some pretty freaky things, and I just wanted to you know just chat a little bit before we dove into the faculty but the reason why i sang that song um the school's out for summer is because i remember when the trailers came out in this so i was born 91 this came out 98 so i was seven when it came out and i remember all the uh the trailers and back then they only had one trailer okay one trailer that just repeated over and over and over again um, wherever you watched it, so that, that's how the, the marketing works. And I, I feel like we should do that again. We should do that again because this whole, like, don't get me wrong. I love Marvel. I love DC. Like, DC's all right. But I love movies in general. But I feel like recently they're like first trailer, second trailer, last trailer. And it's like each trailer hands out more information that probably could be better suited to provide us a more exciting experience watching a movie when we go and be like oh dang this all happened right like that's exactly what they gave us back in the days where it was just like here's one thing the concept of the movie go watch the rest to figure it out but no in most of the trailers i'm seeing now it's like we already know the whole movie by all the by the last the, the third trailer we already know it all so why am i going to watch it Right. I still go watch it. Don't 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 call me crazy. But I'm still just like, seriously, like you you could just stick to one one that gives a good concept to it. Um, but anyway, the trailer that was that was coming out for this one had that song the whole time, which was cool because it was like, you know, students against the faculty. Right. And schools out. And all. it was just it was really good. And I and I love the, the acting was pretty good. Uh, compared to like Leprechaun, if I'm ever gonna compare anything, I'm sorry, it's gonna be Leprechaun acting. Um, but the acting was really good, and they had great actors to portray the kids, uh, to even portray the faculty. And so we're gonna just dive into this and start off with uh, with our theme song, and then we'll go on to discuss this. So we get the setting that we're in high school. Now, for anybody who watches high school movies, it wasn't until later on in my life that I realized that the majority of the people who played high school teens and, and all that stuff weren't really in high school anymore. They were like early 20s, some even late 20s. Uh, maybe they were chosen for the fact that, one, they still looked uh, young and, and they could probably – they already knew how to act their teen ways and i think they just had the experience in high school but anyway we get all these you know we get uh these football players and 
we start looking at who are going to be like the main uh, the main characters and and all this and. Well, the majority of it ended up being on Elijah Woods, uh, his shoulders, right? He he ended up being the one who notices. He ended up being the the, the hero out of all. Um, but there they had a lot of other people come in. Josh Harnett being one of them that helped out and all that stuff. Um, but the beginning, I thought it was pretty cool that the first person to obviously get caught is the coach uh, and. <laughs> And go figure, he's the, you know, the bad guy in Terminator 2. So, of course, he's going to be the first one to, to become evil because it's just so easy um, for him to do so. And that's where it goes. And then we get a good shot of Usher uh, when he tried to act. Um, I'm not sure if he did other movies, but um, at least he did he did decent enough for to, to be in this movie. So then now we get the setting to be in Ohio. And uh, I don't. I haven't been in Ohio. I just moved from Salt Lake City to Kansas, so I'm getting to know a lot about here. I don't know much about Ohio, uh, so we'll we'll see how it kind of looks. But back in the '90s, it was it's just a normal setting of a of a high school where all the the extracurricular activities or all the other uh, departments were not getting uh, or any financing because nobody was interested in it. While the big money bringer was uh, football, right? So they had to focus everything on on football and make sure they got it all set while everyone else kind of got gypped, which I think just is normal, but it's a reality and in, in, in stuff that we need to actually focus on on getting more funding for these uh arts and you know arts and music and all this other stuff that can really stimulate the mind and really help out there uh so we start seeing that it's uh attacking first the adults now why did it only affect the adults like why did it go to the adults first i think later on if i remember they kind of have a discussion that they were doing adults first and then they were going to go to kids i think it's a lot easier i think these uh aliens or uh creatures uh were just kind of trying to base everything off of how the society is set right so we get uh the students who are subject to teachers and teachers who are subject to the principal, so they're kind of these. They're kind of trying to get everything set in a way where they can take power without people questioning, which is very uh, simple and true. If anybody you know wants to take over a high school, the first thing you got to do is take out the teachers, and then the teachers will then be able to influence or take on more, as you started seeing later on. So I thought for a second now. I was a bit confused for a bit because um, they killed the principal like crazy, like stabbed her to death for no pertained reason. And then she came back later on as one of the aliens. However, I believe uh, once we get to the end, which we'll discuss, I believe she once she dies, I, I think they end up finding out that like she actually did die because <laughs> i highly doubt that they the the body could reanimate it and stay reanimated um once they they kind of withered away uh so anyway so now we get you know we start getting the quarterback and the the cheerleader who is a jerk at a bit at the end you know well she's a jerk throughout the whole movie 
Um, and I thought it was very interesting that she's more interested in his future of being this pro star and, and like a going on a scholarship to football rather than actually listening to the dude. Like, I really liked how deep he got into saying like, hey, I try my hardest at school and when I get a grade, I deserve that grade, right? Like, even if it's a low grade. But because a lot of people need to have them on the team and they still have certain extra, like, um, they certain grade requirements that need to go in, everybody just letting him pass. So I love the fact that we were able to see him kind of, you know, open up to not not his girlfriend because the girlfriend was a, was a dick. But we're talking about to the goth chick and be able to tell her, like, look. I want to, you know, I I want to be recognized more for what I can do rather than what everybody's giving me, you know. And so I like that. That was pretty cool. And I think I'm not sure if I, I've met a lot of uh, high schoolers or high school football people who, who thought the same. I, I know a lot of people uh, that took advantage of that. Uh, of that privilege of being on the football team. They're like, Oh shoot, I'm on the football team. Guess what? I don't have to study. I'm always going to pass. I, I saw a lot of people kind of just pass with flying colors without uh, any effort. Um, but for those who actually did try, I feel like uh, you could relate to, to the, to the guy, right? He, he loved playing football, but when it comes to actually trying, he, he, he saw outside of, well, what if football doesn't, it is not my career. What if it, it's not the the end? What am I going to be after that? Which I think a lot of people started realizing later on that a lot of uh, NFL players and a lot of uh, these professional athletes started coming out like in bankruptcy and losing a lot of money and all this other stuff because they weren't really basing um, they weren't really backing themselves up with with a different career or something uh, uh, that will provide them more wealth rather than just spending and spending and spending and so i think this was just kind of an opener for anybody who was watching and i'm sorry i'm like diving deep into this but i really like the point that they they really saw that right and and they wrote it in and and i i, I feel like it, it should have been seen a lot sooner but a lot of people just kind of shrugged it off because it's a movie but i i thought it was really good that they portrayed it that way uh and yeah, of course, they had to stick to the whole superficial, the whole status quo. I can't, you know, I, the star cheerleader, can't be dating, you know, some guy who's just working on his, um, what do you call it, his, his academics and, and all that stupid stuff. So anyway, all right, so I've gone and visited to the South. We're going to switch into this. I've gone and visited to the South. They're very nice. Uh, the Southern hospitality is really true. They They really are uh, pleasant people uh, to be around. They're very cordial, very nice. Um, but do you think watching this movie, it changed people's view? Like, hmm, maybe we should we just start being more suspicious of these, of these people because all of a sudden the nice little Southerner is the one who caused all the issue. <laughs> and so, like, I, I don't know if during that time people were like, hmm, I'm going to start suspecting on this. Or people didn't care because she was white. Because if we talk about race, racial stuff, I know, like, you can see a movie and people are going to be like, man, I hate this person because he's uh, um, 
Arabic or this and that, and we're going to start looking at them differently. And then, but with this one, they're like, yeah, no, it was just like, you know, coincidence that she was speaking in a Southern term, right? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe that was just me uh, just kind of overthinking it, but I was just like, did anybody kind of go crazy about like, hmm, anybody have that kind of Southern accent? Maybe we should suspect you. So if you did, or if you know someone who did, go ahead, send me, you know, write it up. I would love to hear about this. Again, send me the email, uh, Gio Saavedra, so G-I-O-S-A-A-V-E-D-R-A 19 at gmail.com. I'll also post it in um, the details of this episode. Uh, And just send me just stories uh, if you've heard of those stories, if you were growing up in those times when this movie came out. So now we get Elijah Wood who ends up finding this uh, like um, little cocoon thing uh, right by the the coach, uh, the coaches like where he was in the field. And so now he brings it in to uh, to their science teacher ends up finding out it's like kind of like a squid or octopi. Uh, So we're looking at like this alien is kind of similar to a sea creature. So I, I feel myself, the way it turned out, it wasn't really alien uh, because it could survive um, with normal water, like with rainwater uh, and just drinking lo- loads and loads of water. But I feel like that it, um, it, it had to do something with some like mutation in, in the, 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 Oh my gosh, uh, drawing a blank in the ocean. There we go. And it just kind of came out trying to find a different way because she does explain later on that her community or her town or whatever started drying up, you know, and I had a question about like, hey, if she came from Atlanta, like, did she spread it in Atlanta and then come over here to start spreading? And and then she kind of like explains it later on that it, it was kind of drying out. But anyway, uh, so I feel like... Um, that's just kind of the way it turned out is that, um, it could have been an alien that had the similarities of a squid or, or octopus or octopi and just kind of came and tried to find a way to infiltrate, um, little and then go big, right? Cause you don't go big, you know, when you want to, uh, invade unless you really do. Um, but other than that, that's kind of how it was. And then it bit the teacher. So then my question is, is like, does it attach when it binds or does it attach, does it actually have to be attached to the person, which we later find out that it actually has to go inside the person uh, through the ear canal. Uh, and so that's kind of how it accessed or was you know like was the easiest i think the easiest and fastest way to take control of the body was probably through the ear and so so we get this jock who's now done with with hockey and it's hockey oh my gosh <laughs> you can tell i am i am not thinking straight today anyway he starts uh he's gonna go take a shower he's, he's done he's gonna take a shower and then miss brummel one of the teachers comes out naked when the old she's older like very older like a old close to senior age and and she she just couldn't take it <laughs> right the the it looks like the body wasn't just fit for the these organisms and then he like held her and and she kind of gives them like the they're trying to get everybody 
And he's just like, what the? And then her scalp comes off, which was so gross. So gross. I was like, oh, my gosh. It made me really thank myself that, uh, like, thank or be grateful that I, I didn't take a shower, actually, in the school, in the schools. Because I always thought it was kind of gross. Uh, I really, I'm going to be honest, I wasn't really self-conscious. Well, I kind of was self-conscious. Everybody talks about how how big your penis is and i'm not gonna say mine is the biggest and i'm not gonna say mine is the smallest i'm just gonna say mine i didn't want people talking <laughs> and so anyway i never showered there but this is kind of probably i'm grateful i didn't because i didn't know what could have occurred there wasn't really any any stops for it and that's just the kind of weird thing about that is that there wasn't really any any way to maneuver who can come in and out so i didn't like that not private part of it but anyway this guy gets this whole other ordeal and i thought that was just gross and sick and also scarring poor poor guy even through after all this whole scenario of the aliens coming in now he's gonna have to forget what happened in that shower (laughs) so uh, like I said, pobrecito, pobrecito Ed, right? That that I think that was crazy, and and luckily Elijah he wasn't alone. Elijah Wood also uh, had to deal with the same. Like at least he wasn't touched by the old lady, but he was just like, "What the heck is going on here?" Um, but yeah, all right. So uh, before we head off, I think we're gonna stay uh, take a little break, and then uh, we will be right back finishing off the rest of uh, the faculty. Season 2 has already kicked off. Have you gotten your shirt? Not yet? Head to Etsy and search for Geo's Thoughts to purchase a -a one-of-a-kind horror films Thrill Me shirt. We have all sizes for both men and women. A link will be provided on this episode's details. Want to support Geo in a different way? Head to geostots.com and click on Support Creator. Any contribution would be greatly appreciated. And we're back. All right. So, oh, I want to talk about how easy was uh, Josh Harnett uh, or, or Zeke, how easy was it him to be a drug dealer in, in high school? Like, like, was that just something out of the norm uh, in the 90s that you knew that one kid? Like, I knew... Uh, when I was in high school, it was in the early 2000s, and I know you you knew who could get you something, but the fact that he was bringing it to school and selling it and not getting in trouble and not getting the cops involved and not getting reprimanded for doing that on school grounds, even in the parking lot, even though how he debated it wasn't, uh, was was very shocking to me that he was just able to just nonchalantly do it and be like hey teacher uh i can do what i want because the the car is my property but i'm like yeah but it's on the school grounds i'm like there are so much things and maybe like a lot of people got away with it when it came into the 90s um that that's when they started being more strict come early 2000s or maybe come after 9 11 right like a lot more stricter stuff uh, occurred um and we can talk about all conspiracy theories of getting more control over everything, but I I just feel like it was so so loosely based where he was just like 
really dealing in the school and there was no repercussions of it. But hey, they needed to have him deal in order for him to beat the monsters because we end up figuring out why they're able to beat the monsters. Um, and that was because of his special drug, right? <laughs> and not really his special drug. It just had to deal with uh, the, the science part of everything. Uh, so now we get them going, trying to get into the Forbidden Lounge, which is the teacher's lounge. I don't know if you felt that. Uh, I felt it when I was in high school that the one place that you could never walk in at all, and if you did because the teacher told you, hey, can you go to the teacher's lounge, you felt like you were in un, um, unmarked territory. You didn't know what to do, and you were just like, oh, my gosh, if I'm in here, I'm going to get in trouble. Like, what What are they doing here? Like, I don't know if that if anyone else felt that, but I, I I felt that always that that was that that one uh you know like in in harry potter where nobody goes into the forbidden forest i felt like that's that's exactly what the teacher's land was like you don't know what they do in there like what's in there and when you get in there you're like i gotta get out here really quick if someone catches me even though i have permission someone's gonna get mad that i'm in here <laughs> and so and i and i know for a fact it maybe it was just a sacred place for teachers where they didn't have to deal with us kids or the kids at the time right um, but I, I just know it had that, that, that not dogma, what I'm thinking of that, like that, that stigma that it was the, like a place that like you couldn't step foot into without getting in trouble or without getting yelled at, like, get out of here. This isn't your place. Right. So I always thought that was that, that had a little bit of, uh, that, that stigma into it. And, and so here I love it because, you know, they have that same feeling of like, Oh, we're in here. We're trying to find something. And then that's when they find out that um, the coach and the other teacher are the aliens. They get Salma Hayek and end up putting it in her ear. And that's exactly how we figure out that in, in order to get uh, into the host, it has to be through the year, or at least it's the fastest way to get through the year, right? And so what I loved about this part of the movie is when Elijah Wood goes and tells his parents like what happened, the, the body that they found of the teacher, you know, of uh, Mrs. Brummel still in the closet and all that stuff. When they arrived with the cops and, uh, and told them like exactly what happened, they were totally dismissed. It was easily to trick the parents into thinking that nothing really happened. It, it was that simple. Like adults are so easily manipulated and maybe, yeah, I know I'm an adult, but I feel like my mind is so wrapped into like so many different things that I, I would really be questioning a lot of stuff and maybe because my imagination just needs to figure out what really is. And so the fact that the parents were like, oh, my gosh, it was a doll and and this and that and like not believing the kid. Like, I, I feel like maybe we grew up in a time where maybe parents always thought that kids created so much stuff out of nowhere. And, and so they didn't believe them. And then now when we have all these movements coming out, like hashtag me, too, and all this other stuff that you start thinking, oh, wait, they were telling the truth. And I feel like, I know this is a movie and it doesn't really go and coincide with what those movements are, but I'm just saying, like, what was the whole point of not believing your kid? Like, if your kid's really telling you something, thinking, and I'm, like, I'm not a, as good, and like, I, I'm not going to say I'm the perfect parent. I can't, I can't abide by that. I have a lot of things that I have to, ch that I'm changing, that, that I have to improve as a, as a parent. But when it comes to, like, my kid's, 
telling me like, hey, this happened or I saw this or this and that. I try to get to the bottom of it and I try to really be on their side to understand, okay, you saw this. This is something that's really freaking you out. Like Elijah was really freaked out. Okay, let's let's figure out what it is. And even if they start pulling all this junk, it's going to be like, well, where's Mrs. Brummel? Where's that? You know, like there's a lot more stuff to kind of go inside, like go into uh con uh, context to verify that your your child is you know saying what it, what they are saying like to make sure you you match everything so i feel like they didn't they didn't really try it was very easily manipulated they got the cop really quick like hey cop come here and then boom they got him and and so that was it now he had to go home he got punished obviously because the parents still didn't believe him and and then all of a sudden now, bam, he's going to try to go out so he can see the girl. And then the part that like got me good <laughs> was that when he looked out his window, the faculty was there, right? Like, at least the three the three teachers were just staring at him. And I thought I was just like, oh, like, I don't know if anybody has ever felt that either. Uh, when you look out your window and you feel like someone's watching you and you're like, you, you have to like double take and then you realize there's nothing there, but you still think it's someone there. <laughs> This this basically said, yeah, there is. But I love the fact that the they, the the dad's like, what are you doing out here? And he's like, the faculty. And I'm like, ah, they said the name of the movie. Look at them, clever, clever, right? <laughs> um, well, we end up finding out that the the thing to revive at them is, is the water, right? So we kind of talked about how um how the they they kind of man- manipulate or move around when when it comes to water so there you see that the the teachers lounge starts getting a lot more water and then they finally get the discussion you know we finally get the discussion that these um these creatures or they later on then call them like body snatchers or aliens uh are fir- they first worked up the the faculty right the adults and then now they're going to work on the kids which uh, again like I did explained before I think was kind of them trying to understand how the how the uh system the system is right uh, if students aren't really in power who's the one it, who is that can influence them so we got to hit them first before we hit the students and then from the students then we can hit uh, you know we can start expanding a lot more and we started seeing that with the football game right in the football game the every time everybody they tackled they would uh to start you know sneak something into the 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 ear and then all of a sudden now you were getting more people infected and 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 so on and so forth so it was just like a a cesspool of of infection spreading right or body snatching per se so and what i like about this this part is they talk about something that is actually really true so when they talk about how the body snatchers are or the aliens and they start saying like, okay, these are books or movies, right, that were created and, and the book ended, ends this way and all this and that. I, I love the fact that they said that, well, how do we know that's, you know, that's, that's just a movie or that's just a book? How do we know it's real? And they're like, well, you know, what if these movies or these actors, because they start talking about like Spielberg and and all these other people say, what if these movies had been created uh, so when it does happen, no one believes it? And with everything that's happening right now in the world, I 100% believe that's exactly what happened. 
with so much movies we've seen, and, and I'm not saying I'm not I'm not gonna go on a tangent of that aliens are real and stuff like that. But when I talk about like with everything that's happening, when we look at movies of like uh, infections spreading and um, military overstepping their bounds and the government being in more control than we really think and all that stuff, we've seen it in movies and we're like, man, that's crazy. And then when we start kind of looking, trying to figure out what's going on in the world and we realize it's kind of hitting it, people are starting to be like, no, that's not real. That's this movie. You know, like you're, you're not able to believe, you're not knowing what's right and what's wrong or what's correct and what's false, right? And I, I think that is exactly what they did. The agenda was perfect. It was, it was exactly make everybody think that this created video this created uh entertainment was the one thing that uh is false right when we especially when i talk about these movies where i say like hey guys you know these are scary factors but the movies aren't scary per se because you got to think of you know all these uh ways that they could have done the movie and how they filmed it um but so, so you have all these like back end stuff and i feel like th- this was so perfect to add into this and it fits perfectly into our narrative in this world we have seen so much movies we have seen so much film we see so much uh created content news and everything that you can think man there's a conspiracy like a huge conspiracy happening um but you can't really say that the conspiracy is true because then it gets debunked by well that was this movie how can that be real if it was this this movie right here like how is it real that aliens could really take over if this here or like the the red dawn how is it possible that russia can attack the u.s and that's not going to happen there's not going to be high schoolers who are going to attack them and it's like it's getting pretty close (laughs) it's getting pretty close it's not it's probably not going to hit close to the movies are but i feel like it's getting very close to that they just created this so that way you don't believe it until all of a sudden it happened and you're like, holy cow, we were warned about this. Like, we should have taken a lot more precaution of it. Um, but anyway, <laughs> that was that was a huge tangent. And I just, but that's that's what I loved about it because they said, how, how do we know it's real if these books are, were created? Like, we can't know that these people are, are really thinking about that. Um, but I love the fact that they finally get to the point that it, it, it is like a parasite, right? So it, it needs a host. So it's no longer like a creature or anything like that. It's it's more of a, a parasite, like a very microscopic or now like a huge parasitic um, life form that needs uh, an actual body to take over. And the body needs to be warm and full of water, which is easily taken for humans because we are full of water. So now... The cool part about it is that we figure out that the the drug that he takes um, is a diuretic. And I didn't know what that word meant. But diuretic means that it helps rid your body of salt and sodium. Uh, sorry, <laughs> salt, which is sodium, and water. And so basically that's the reason why when they stabbed the teacher in the eye, that's the reason why he died because it had dried him up. Right. And so now they know the solution is in order for them to figure out who is an alien with them, they have to all take the drug, which is a lovely way of saying peer pressure. Right. <laughs> right. The, the last one was like five standing has to be very peer pressure. Like we got to do this. But that makes it so much easier for the 
actual queen bee who is in the southern girl's body to trick everybody thinking that she actually took the drug, but she really didn't because, one, uh, everybody else got super high uh, on it. And if they haven't really done any drugs ever, they were really taking a good hit. And so they were they were so out of out of loop until, you know, until they realized that the cheerleader chick had it and then she broke all the, you know, all the equipment that needed to create it. And then she ran off. Right. Uh, and so now now they're at the point where it's like, OK, we got to go to the school to kill the queen bee they still don't know who the queen bee is and uh, so they're thinking it's gonna be the principal because obviously head of the school it's got to be the one who's in charge right um and lo and behold they figure out that you know everybody's getting turned so it's just it's just a whole you know shit show and they don't know what's gonna happen and so and they have very few drugs or very few pens because of who who uh dropped it so now they are going to attack them. And I, I, I love this part of it because now they have to go to get everything ready. And it's the, the thing that's funny is that once they get the principal to where they want her, it like they're, they're, they're hesitant into like, you know, they shooting her. And then I love how Josh Harner just comes and just shoots her right in the head. Like, hurry up. Like, if this were real... This has got to happen. And we already know she's already dead, technically. So, But they don't know that, obviously. And so then she comes up, and then they, you know, um, stab her with... No, not stab her. The, the one southern chick, the queen, throws all the drug on her, which I was like, suspicious. That's her. She's the one. She's the one. That's when I realized that she was the one. And I was like, oh, boy, they are in big trouble, right? And so now they have to go get the rest of the drugs uh, in the car and and they go ahead and, you know, try to just, you know, Elijah Wood does a distraction while Josh Harnett goes gets, uh, you know, or Zeke goes gets the, the drug. But I love the fact that the teacher attacks him and he's just running around, you know, like he's driving around like crazy. <laughs> he puts on his seatbelt and smashes, you know, right into a school bus, which explodes. Yeah, he's fine. Like, obviously, he's a little bit damaged. But I was like, wow, that seatbelt really saved his life from that explosion, right? <laughs> like, no way he would have been okay. That other explosion was really huge. It would have actually hit both sides. But anyway, uh, he was able to get out. And then now they realize that the, the Queen Bee was always a little sweet southern girl. And now they have to go against her. And obviously, she becomes huge. But then she becomes small to try to get him. And then, of course, nudity had to be added. No way. The bum, the boob. Did you see it? Did you see it? <laughs> uh, I think maybe that was the only way to get people to watch the movies was like, hey, guess what? There's nudity in here. And I've talked about this multiple times, uh, especially with the Leprechaun movies. I highly doubt anybody would actually watch those for the story rather than let's just look at these boobs. Right. <laughs> and so that's that's exactly what it was. And well, they were able to kind of figure out what to do. And luckily, the savior of all saviors was Elijah Wood. Yay, Frodo. You know, Frodo Baggins, you got him. 
right? And so <laughs> I love the one-liner at the end when he when he's very smart, uh, traps the the alien or creature or parasite or whatever into uh, the bleachers, and he's like guaranteed to jack you up and then like jabs jabs it with the diuretic and then the cool part about this is that once that queen bee dies everybody uh, all the other organisms pan out you know and we see that it starts like getting in his in his face and you're like oh god that's gross and then all of a sudden when it dies like they come out so i was like yay winner right but and that's what turned everybody good. And then again, you know, we get the whole him telling the story, people, everybody telling the story of what happened, how he saved the day and and what exactly was happening and no one believing him. Even the FBI shrugging it off. But I felt like the FBI just wanted to shrug it off because they wanted to do further testing. Right. They they probably came in, grabbed the body, took it to Area 51, did their old, you know, their old stuff right there, probably added in water to revive it again right <laughs> wouldn't be surprised if they try to find a way to reanimate it and try to figure out all about it and then uh 30 40 50 years from now it escapes and then boom we're murdered again right <laughs> right because the government obviously oversteps their boundaries every time and every day of our lives remember that now i, I feel like i'm turning into one of those podcast that's that's gonna be like the conspiracy theorist welcome to geo's conspiracy theory (laughs) Uh, but anyway so now you get the news reporters trying to figure out if it's real or not and then the lovely scene of it all the jock gets with the outcast right with the goth chick and the cheerleader ends with the nerd what up go nerds go outcast we get we get the popular people woo <laughs> um, I was in between. I I probably was. I don't know what I was in high school. If any of my high school friends or acquaintances, per se, uh, know how I was, I probably was in the middle. I wasn't cool. I was probably a jerk most of the time. I apologize for for everybody, um, who I was in high school. I don't. I don't know. I I I was even clouded. I didn't even know who I was. So, apologize if you got the worst of me or. You know, if you got the best of me, gray, or if you got both, I'm sorry, maybe bipolar. I'm not sure yet. I haven't gotten diagnosed. <laughs> um, but yeah, and that's the ending of the story. We leave it to that. Everything seems, uh, you know, hunky dory. Everything finishes off, and we end the movie understanding that um, these teens go Wolverine. Sorry, no, wrong movie. Uh, but these teens end up defeating these. Uh, these creatures and and that's it so i hope you guys enjoyed it it was a like i i I was very entertained this whole movie uh i i loved how they really made the atmosphere of the teachers not acting like you know superficially alien or superficially creature-ish they were just more like contemplating like what they could do with that body so i thought that was a really cool part about it and so and and i think just we we've all felt that way like we just felt that the faculty just had some i don't know some evilness sometimes or just they had some agenda that they had to get the kids into in line and all that stuff and maybe that's just the government talking and all that stuff i'm just saying But anyway, uh, again, I hope you guys enjoyed it. And next time we are going to be hitting scream and not the one like, ah, 
but like the one where we get introduced to Ghostface, one of the national uh, faces of horror. So I hope you guys have a wonderful week and see you guys next time. <laughs>